0: Welcome, yours truly, Ron Stafford, with you on another exciting episode of Unconventional Ministry. Of course, we are a podcast service from SAT7. We've had some wonderful conversations over the last uh, few weeks. If you'd like to be a part of the conversation, you'd like to be a part of what we're doing here at SAT7, just get in touch with us at sat7usa.org. Uh, Click on the podcast link at the top of the homepage and then scroll on down to where you see Dennis Weins' picture and it says join the conversation, fill the information there, and we'll get right back in touch with you. Also, just a reminder to uh, rate, share, and uh, subscribe to this podcast. Um, My guest with me on the line right now is a woman that I was familiar with in another radio life. She has been with an organization by the name of Mission Network News for a long time, I believe since about 1997. She's the executive producer and anchor of MNN. Now, Ruth Kramer. Ruth, welcome. Good to have you here.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: You've been with Mission Network News since when, (laughs) ma'am? December 23rd,
1: 1997.
0: What did you do prior to coming to Mission Network News, and how did you become a part of that organization?
1: Well, shortly after I graduated college, uh, I decided I didn't want to work in TV anymore because um, I just saw a lot of things in the TV newsroom that I just didn't want to be part of in terms of the ethics of journalism, in terms of the politics of it. There are mean girls. You mm. know? I just didn't want to be part of that anymore. Right. Um, and radio is where I kept winding out. Um, so prior to joining Mission Network News, I was uh, anchoring the uh, West Michigan Bureau for Metro News. And then before that, I was with Family Life Radio.
0: Interesting. What brought you specifically to Mission Network News back in 97?
1: What happened was we were in a kind of in a situation where I really desperately needed good health care coverage. Um, hmm. I wasn't supposed to be able to have a pregnancy, and I found myself pregnant. And um, so there's just some things that you want to know are happening well if you're not supposed to be able to have something and it's happening. Right. Uh, and the job that I had at the time, which was Metro News, uh, didn't offer very good health care coverage and just faced with... You know the upcoming expenses and not being paid a lot. I was really, really concerned about how that was was happening. Yes. And Greg Yoder happened to contact me at that point and ask if I was still on the market and was I interested in joining Mission Network News as the producer. Interesting. And he said, first question he asked me was, "Do you think you can write stories on missions?" <laughs> at the time, I was like, I will write a story on anything you want me to write. That's right. Um, because missions wasn't the thing that I was interested in. It was it was really more I was looking at situations and issues locally and really trying to equip believers to respond and affect change in the community. So missions wasn't really on that screen because um, I, I looked at missions as all those weird people in those weird places and they they don't really apply to the everyday things that believers are doing in a community on the ground, which is totally backwards and wrong. I know. But it was about the same time I also said, God, please never send me to Africa. (laughs)
0: <laughs> That's right. That's right. Greg was a past guest a few um, a few weeks back. So I'm just curious. I've taken some journalism courses in college and different things. Was it a stretch going from metro news and hard journalism to going to the mission side, if you will? How much was that a stretch in your brain and heart?
1: My first interview out of the gate, I talked with a pastor I, I, with a ministry that deals specifically in. South Latin and Central America and this was a pastor who had been persecuted because the message that he preached that was scriptural and encouraging his his congregation to follow God's word really kind of went against the cartel hmm. and the cartel came after him um, and so his story was really compelling and I just kept thinking as I listened to him sharing his heart this is where the rubber meets the road this is is what it's about. These are believers who are putting everything on the line for the cause of Christ. What does that mean? I mean, for them, what is their breaking point? Where are they going to say, not I, but Christ? And how far are they going to say that on pain of what? Right. And where does that leave me? Because what do I look at in terms of my priorities? How will I account for the talent and the gift and the time that God has given me? Hmm. Um, and that was really the paradigm shift for me. As I looked at the current events, as I listened to the stories that were being told of the body of Christ that's all over the world proclaiming the name of Christ in spite of the circumstances, in spite of the pressure and harassment and the persecution, you you take a step back and you look at this big white space around all of these stories and you're looking at the shape of God. You look at redemption, just the, the reason that we exist as Christians. Mm -hmm. Uh, And you can't walk away from that unchanged. And that is when I really was excited to see where we could take this, using the vehicle of current events to encourage people to pray to the news, because I know there's a lot of people like I was. Um, And I know that there are people whose eyes just glaze over when you talk about missions. Um, But, you know, short of using other words to describe what it is that we talk about, um, we're, we're really in this to further the Great Commission, because that is what we are commanded as the body of Christ to do. Go and make disciples. Yes. And their iteration of the gospel in your community, it is absolutely life-changing.
0: The phrase that you said, you know, pray to the news and about the news. I think most people, even you know, myself as a, I guess self proclaimed news junkie, we're taping this just after a major shooting up the road here in Philadelphia, and I think so many people get so bombarded by, you know, news and news talk formats. When you said that phrase, pray to the news and about the news, I'm thinking I had a former boss who said that Billy Graham said that you have the Bible in one hand and you have the newspaper in the other. That's always stuck with me. I, that, that's just a, a phenomenal phrase that you said. I think that's I think that's very powerful.
1: It's absolutely what Mission Network News does with each of our stories. Mm. We not only try to inform people about the scenario and the situation that's facing Christians. Uh-huh. We also try to encourage them into action. Mm. Um, we want you to look at these stories, be aware, to pray, give, go, whatever is feasible as you respond to the things that you're saying. Because once you get this information, you can't just sit on it. Right. You know, you're responsible for that information. So that's why we really want to encourage people to pray through the news.
0: Exactly. Do you get a lot of listener feedback when you do that? Are there specific stories or areas, say, in North Korea, or I, I've talked with Todd Nettleton, the Voice of the Martyrs, and he talked to us about, uh, you know, Bibles being smoked into North Korea and different things. Do you get more response on certain news stories than others? Or what exactly is the feedback that you get from listeners that, that hear your broadcasts?
1: Yeah, you know, usually we get a lot of response on North Korea, and there's still a lot of response on China. What we used to say, even a couple of months ago, was that people were responding to things that they thought they knew about China, but their their picture of that country was about 20 years out of date. Hmm. And then at the beginning of this year, things started changing. And so now that picture that we thought was 20 years out of date is actually pretty accurate right now. Things are changing. Window of opportunity is closing in China in terms of outsiders uh, being involved with that. So the, the thing right now that's happening is our partnering ministries are in China really equipping and working to empower the local body of Christ to be ready to stand on their own. Um, they don't need us. In fact, they're often praying for the American church because we're the ones who uh, have been kind of sleepy as of right. You know, we have a lot of freedom, and they don't. Um, Their older generation has already been through some of the things that that are now being experienced by the younger generation. The younger generation is looking to that older generation and saying, okay, you've been through this before. How did you get through it? There are just a lot of things that we get to really look at and share these stories and people respond to them, um, the things that, you know, we don't see a lot of response to are stories that have gone on for a while. The Syrian refugee crisis or mm-hmm. anything that is involving those kinds of issues where you have refugees, where you have Um, wars have been going on for three, four, five years or just really difficult situations in the Middle East and North Africa. We don't, you know, people don't respond to that sometimes because they're hard stories, because they don't seem like they change a lot, because it doesn't feel like there's much movement going on. And, And I understand that, but I can guarantee you that when you talk to the believers that are in those areas or from those areas, that's the first thing they ask for. Don't forget us. Please pray for us. Pray that our faith matures and that we hold strong and we hold fast to Christ and that we don't deny Him in any circumstance. Those kinds of stories we always try to keep in front of people, even though we know people don't necessarily love to read them. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes we'll hit stories that just don't seem like they're really dealing with big current events. So we'll talk about breakthroughs in translation, Bible translation, um, deaf Bible translation, and those don't get a lot of traction either. Um, But again, when you're dealing with uh, the reason why Mission Network News came into being, it was so that we could motivate people into action to respond to an issue. It initially started with the disasters, But you don't have a a natural disaster every day of the week, and people get tired of hearing about the natural disasters. You know, a case in point, our last big ones, um, you had major issues happening. It goes on for weeks, you know, in terms of the story coverage that you you hear about these things, and people stop responding because of what we call compassion fatigue. They just get overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. But I'll just encourage your listeners to, to think of it in terms of you can't change the whole situation by yourself. You are empowered. By Christ, and you can respond to a situation and change it for one person.
0: Hmm. Excellent! Thanks so much for that. Let's turn the uh, the corner a little bit. I know you guys have done a lot of stories on Set Seven. How did you first hear about Set Seven and what we do?
1: Well, Set Seven has been one of our partners for a long time, and I, I can't really tell you how far back this partnership goes because it's been that long. Okay. Um, seeing some of the new channels that have come about, um, and just the growth of the impact of what the ministry is and does it's more than just christian satellite television to the middle east and north africa the, the ministry itself is about relationship and about platforms that people uh, flock to because they're searching for answers they're searching for help. they want to have a forum to ask questions and not be shot down asking those questions. Mm-hmm. Um, they want to be encouraged. They want to have a safe place to send their kids, be able to learn something, to learn a value, and to know that the people that are presenting the material have their kids' best interests at heart because they trust the people of the book.
0: It's mm, fantastic. Would you mind closing our time today, Ruth, with a word of prayer to our Lord? Would you mind doing that for us, please?
1: Father, we just come before you today, and we thank you for the opportunities to just represent who you are before an audience of other believers. Thank you for the opportunities to tell the stories of what you're doing around the world. As we see all of these situations unfold, we see your fingerprints in every situation. Help us to be aware, to keep our eyes open, prick our hearts to respond, Lord, to the needs of our brothers and sisters in Christ. Help us to be tender towards those who are weeping, uh, to those who mourn. And may your energy and your strength flow through us to encourage the other believers who are struggling through situations. Open our hearts, open our doors, help us to be creative as we, we walk alongside our brothers and sisters in Christ, in Jesus' name.
0: Amen. Amen. What is the uh, website for our listeners for Mission Network News? Would you provide that for us, please, Ruth?
1: Just look us up at missionnetworknews.org, or you can find us at mnnonline.org.
0: Excellent. Ruth Kramer, executive producer and anchor with Mission Network News. Thank you so much for the time today. It was a wonderful conversation. Thank you very much
1: thanks for having
0: us. That's going to do it for me, Ron Stafford, thanking you as always for being right there. And remember, only with God's strength and God's help, you truly can make this day a great day, and even better tomorrow. We'll chat again next time. We live in a changing world that offers more ways than ever to minister to others. SAT 7 is changing how ministry is done by using cutting-edge technology. We beam age-old biblical truth through well-produced programs into living rooms. And by partnering with churches, we're able to overcome obstacles in communicating the gospel message around the world. We also offer web streaming, and our apps can be downloaded on various smart devices across the Middle East and North Africa. SAT7 is also now broadcasting 1,000 hours of content a week, 80% of which is produced in that region with local Christians. In order for SAT7 to continue in this effort, we need support from listeners like you business online at sat7usa.org unconventional. Again, that's sat7usa.org unconventional. Or call us at 866-744-7287. That's 866-744-7287.